Adam, meet John. John, meet Adam. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Build It, the podcast from DeKalb County United. This week we're going a little bit different. Um, we are speaking to our friend Adam Reeks over in Atlanta. Hi, Adam. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, good. Thank you very much for joining me. As ever with, with us is uh, John Hall. Hi, John. Hello, everybody. Hi. Oh, that's perky. Sweet. So, um, Adam, for those who don't know, and I suspect there's going to be a fair few, um, why are we talking to you today? What is your club background, history, um, what are you involved with right now? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the, the biggest uh, factor for me right now in the, in the world of football is I've recently taken the, the plunge into um, starting my own um, football club here in uh, Atlanta um, with a bit of a twist. It's a passion project for me, so now lots of people have communities. I think you guys there in, in DeKalb have a big community factor of, um, you know, this is, this is providing a service for the, for the area to come out and, and support their community. Obviously Atlanta is a very well served city. They have lots of different projects and teams. There was the MLS team and all kinds of stuff. So uh, instead of that, and, and, and uh, in lieu of that, we have a cause that we're, we're backing and that is to promote um, positive mental health in, in men, men specifically aged between 18 and 40. 18 and 50, the, the, the younger men, as you would say. Um, uh, so, so we're called Speak Up FC. Um, and, and everything we kind of gear towards is about creating uh, an idea and a platform for raising awareness, raising funds, uh, and generally just trying to change the stigma around being able to talk about men uh, and their mental health, depression, anxiety, and any other mental illnesses. All right, no, that's, that's definitely very much of the time right now. I think we're increasingly aware of men's mental health and mental health generally. Um, without prying too much into your background, is, you say this is a passion project. Is, do you want to expand more on that or no? Sure. I mean, yeah, I'm happy to do that. I think, look, I, I don't think there's, any, there's been anything, and this isn't the first time I've been asked this question since starting this project and starting the club. Um, and I don't think there's anything that said, yeah, I really, you know, there was a moment in my life where, you know, I was I was really struggling. Um, but but like any man, you have your real highs and real lows uh, along the way with um, with life. You know, football kicks you down, life kicks you down, career, uh, family, love life, all those types of things. You know, um, can kick you down in the, in the dumps throughout life. And I think you find yourself in situations. And I, I'm not speaking for every man, but a lot of men find themselves in situations where they don't feel like mum and dad's not really someone they can talk to. And certainly not me in the times where I've had this situation because, you know, I'm, I'm three and a half thousand miles away from them. So um, to connect over technology was not always the best way to do it. 
Um, I think, you know, it would make, for my, in my experience, if I was to ever, in my mid-20s, to say to my mum I was upset or this was struggling, you know, it would just make her feel helpless. It would just, you know, make her feel more upset. And so I would protect her from that. And, and then who do you speak to? Um, especially if you're a single guy or if the person you were having troubles with was your significant other or former significant other or, if, you know, if, if you don't feel like your wife is someone you want to put that hold on or your girlfriend, you know, who do you talk to? And, and a lot of us, are younger guys, we, we bottle it up. We keep it. Um, we don't want to, we don't want to speak it to anyone. We, we just, we, and, and it builds and gets worse and we start to play things over in our heads. And, and so we, we become a very uh, negative person. Some of us are very good at hiding it. Some of us aren't. Some of us use outlets and so on and so forth. So um, no, there's no specific moment in my life that was like, yeah, I, like I was, at the, I was at my wit's end. But, but I certainly know a lot of people who have been at that point. Um, and I certainly know the damaging statistics behind it. Mm, for sure. I mean, just the slightest Google of soccer and mental health brings up all manner, well, not soccer and mental health, just men's mental health right now. It just brings up, you know, all manner of alarming statistics, doesn't it? And right now, obviously, with the COVID thing and isolation and lack of just everything, it's just a crazy, crazy time. So um, what, what brought you to Atlanta, first off? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I... I was a player uh, in England, um, played around the academy circuit in the UK, um, and found my way found my way um, over here playing collegiately. Uh, played collegiately at Clayton State University here in Atlanta and Reinhardt University here in Georgia, in, in north of Georgia as well. Um, so I, you know, was straight straight into the the, the Georgia area, um, and I've loved it ever since. Um, after college, uh, I stayed here and coached and also played. Um, uh, at Chattanooga FC, um, who I'm sure you guys are aware of, and any any non-league football followers in, in America are aware of, um, played there for for five really good seasons. Really enjoyed it there, um, and um, but but still lived in the Atlanta area. Um, stuck around, um, and after some 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 months back home in the UK, doing some coaching licenses and some coaching experience, um, found myself back in Atlanta. Um, and now I live and work here, um, very plugged into the community. Um, and, uh, and, you know, although, although I could leave if I really needed to, um, I, I'm not tied here by, by any means. I've, I'm, I still very much love the city and, and love the area. So, yeah, we're very, very happy to be here. I love, yeah. this, love being here, to be honest. For sure, for sure. So, um, speak up themselves. As we said, they're a very fledgling outfit, right? You, as I believe it, you've played your first game only this week. Is that correct? Yeah, on Sunday night we played a, we played a friendly against a, a kind of local. Uh, there's the ADASL, which is the local Atlanta amateur league here, uh, the Metro Atlanta League. Played a, a team AFC Clayton from there, um, who themselves are struggling a little bit this year, and, and we kind of put them to the sword and beat them seven-one, which um, is, is no no downside on them. We have some fantastic former player, former pro players in our group that just haven't put their boots on for a couple of years. So um, you've got ringers, is what you're saying. What's that? You've got ringers, is what you're saying. Well, really. just... ring, ringers that have put on a couple of pounds and, and have got families and, and haven't played, thought about playing for a while. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, 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 we've got, we've got some talent. We've got some talent in amongst our ranks, for sure. Definitely. So what's the, what's, the, what's the plan for Speak Up? Are you hoping for bigger things than just being a rec club or is being a rec and being an outlet for the players themselves enough? It's a really good question. Um, I think selfishly, because I'm a football person, I could really see our on-the-field stuff becoming um, bigger. And, you know, we have the UPSL down here in Georgia, which is really starting to just kick on. 
Um, we have the ADSL, which is the amateur league, which is kind of competing with the UPSL, although it's not known on a national stage. The, the top teams have some really good talent in it. Um, and obviously they're linked to the US Open Cup and, and some other things. So that's a good competition. Um, but, but, but all that aside, I think selfishly, I'd really like to have the on-field project mean more um, and, and be a, a, you know, something like a DeCam or, or, you know, God forbid, maybe in a few years, something like Chattanooga and, and so on and so forth. That would be uh, a pipe dream for the moment. Um, but I think the more important aspect is starting my Speak Up FC Foundation um, and, and doing events through the team. Um, like exhibition games. Um, obviously, we have Atlanta United on the doorstep who we want to tap in and work with uh, if we can. Um, exhibition games that can start to say, hey, this is, there's a soccer game here. You know, lots of coaches that play for us, lots of people in the community that play for us. Come and see these guys play and we'll play against some people you might want to see us play against, maybe a local college and so on and so forth in a, in a good facility. Again, in a post-COVID world, which fingers crossed will, will be not, not too far from in the, in the near future. Um, and, and we'll be able to host these events and make some proceeds and send these proceeds on to organisations that need it uh, and, and, and the people that need it. Um, and also raise awareness so that there is the there is the, the the talking point. I think already by Sunday we've just got the talk by playing on Sunday uh, and being able to promote it through social media. We've just got the talking points going of of this is a really good project and hey look why don't we re- let's visit this this subject here and um, and and why men are, uh, are dying at such an alarming rate by by you know self harm. Mm, for sure, for sure. Is it just you pushing this right now? I mean, it's a passion project for you, you said, and you spoke about the foundation, but is it just adambreeks.com pushing it all or have you got people alongside you helping out as best they can? Um, that's a yes and no answer, I think. <laughs> yes, yes, I am doing all of the legwork. It's, it's me that's, that's getting the uniforms and doing the fundraising so that we can get the uniforms and, and the sort of playing budget on it, in a sense. So, you know, balls and, and fields and refs and all that kind of stuff. That's me doing all of that. And, the, and, and supplying it, it's me setting it up, it's me contacting opponents to set up games, and me holding meetings, um, it's me doing the social media, uh, it's me doing all of that. Uh, that being said, it is, you know, it is a, a project that I'm sharing with the, the, the group of 20 boys that I have with me right now that are all players, um, and they're all chipping in. You know, our, our top goal scorer from Sunday is also our main kit sponsor. Um, so you know, it's his. He, he's put his money. His, uh, he put his hand in his pocket and brought his money out to say, "Here you go. Here's some money towards the uniforms." And um, you know, one of the guys on the team's dad wants to to do something with us, and so and so his mum wants to has has a, a contact over here, and um, so it's 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 a community thing. But I would say that the the primary legwork of all of that is being done by myself, which. At the moment, I'm okay with. I'm I'm married, but but with no kids. Um, my job, my day job, is is going really well. I'm, I'm a director of coaching at a youth club here in Atlanta. Um, it's going really well, um, and I, it leaves me with just about enough free time to be able to to push it uh, the, the legwork for for the project. Mm-hmm. Um, if we do grow, then then yeah, we're going to need some we're going to need some bodies to to be in there. And I, I think I have the people's phone numbers who who I will call if, if that comes time and fingers crossed they say yes but um, <laughs> for the time being for the time being it's a, it's a little bit of a one man band that's and that's fair enough right all good things come from one person originally i think it does put alarm bells into my ears and mom probably to john hearing how much you're putting on yourself to do i appreciate that you being a, a you know no disparaging not disparaging your efforts at all but 
I'm going to call you a rec team right now. Um, mm. I understand, you know, that you, there's only so much work to go around, but I think with any intention of growing, you've got to delegate sooner rather than later. Would, I, would that be fair, John? Yeah, I was going to say, you need to find one British guy, but you already <laughs> got it. So, um, no, but I, I think I... I've enjoyed just hearing you. Uh, you do. You've got the passion for it. You can hear that in your voice. And I think, I think the having um, the mission behind it that you have, which is very unique to the clubs that that I've paid attention to and, and talked with. We all say community, 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 but that can, as as I'm finding out in year three and a half, that can lead me a thousand different directions, and oftentimes it does. So by you being very focused on your mission within the community, uh, I think that's a really, I think that's a really cool thing. Actually, I think I think it's a really cool uh, kind of a niche area that it allows you if you are able to fundraise and say you get to play Atlanta United's reserves and do a big match and raise a bunch of money at a at a, at a game, you know exactly where you you can disperse those funds to. I mean, you're not okay, now which organization do we want to partner with? So I think it's really cool to hear that you, you've got that focus on it. And uh, yeah, what, what else are you doing? I guess I'm just, I'm just thinking in response to what you've said, what, it, what is sort of the short-term, long-term goals for you and the club? Um, how, how big do you want to go or how are you going to get there? Oh, another good question. Um, Short-term goals, I think uh, we've just sort of scratched the surface. Um, it was honestly such a big effort, and I'm sure, John, you know from, from, from starting the, your club way back when, um, it was such a big an effort for me just to get a team on the field on Sunday uh, in a uniform and to do it the way I wanted to. Um, because I think... Uh, from my perspective, it was all about setting the standard and, and not necessarily about playing, but um, I wanted to make sure and, and I made sure we, we fundraised enough and we, we had enough generous people um, so that we did some things that uh, were able to make the um, experience for the players something a little bit more special. Um, so, you know, we had a, a nice, uh, we, we, we partnered with Joma. Um, they had a nice uniform and warm-up uh shirt and jump and sweatshirt so that so that they felt the part it, you know whether we whether we were a, a whether we're a, like like um like like you said earlier whether we're a rec team or a semi-pro team we felt the part we felt professional um and i think i've met, i've heard you mention before in the past about appearing professional if it's in the budget what can we do to appear professional um on the surface and that was one of the big things um you know we we I spent time on Sunday afternoon before the game converting a, a classroom into a, a, a makeshift uh, sort of uh, old-fashioned non-league changing room area uh, for the boys uh, back back in like back in the UK we would have um, <laughs> and, and laying out all of the kits and and, and all of that kind of stuff and, and just doing those small things that even though it was just a chart it was just a Sunday evening game it sets the stand and it sets the culture all that to be said. The reason why I do all of that is because if this is the cult, if this is the culture and this is the standard we try and follow and we set for ourselves, who knows where we'll be in the next short term? Um, I'm looking to take meetings, and I am taking meetings with some some, some leagues um, about the inclusion of us and about what we can afford and 
and, and what, what kind of, uh, what kind of agreement we can come to so that we can jump into a, a league and we're going to find the right fit for us. Um, so short term, you know, we need a competition. We, we need to make it competitive. We, we, we need to, 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 to do that for the team. Um, and then the long term is, like I said, I, I'm already, um, in the process of starting the Speak Up FC Foundation, which is the broader spectrum of the, the charitable and community part of our uh, our mission, um, and that will be you know the fundraisers, and that will be the um, that will be the the community aspect, and um, and so you know long term vision. You know, if I was to be a if I was to be a dreamer, I would say that there'll be some MLS teams somewhere in the, along the line with Speak Up FC Foundation on their sleeve. Um, because we've we've managed to form that partnership, or or USL, or MPSL, or NISA, or or a Midwest Premier League, or, or somewhere along the somewhere somewhere along those lines, we've got we've got some teams that have, have said, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna help out this organisation. We're gonna wear their patch on our sleeves um, because they're they're a really good foundation. Oh, and also by the way, they they're linked to their own soccer team that are doing their own thing down here in Atlanta. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit fr- bit frantic, and and I do, certainly don't have a uh, a line chart that goes we're going to do X, Y, Z that's going to take us to one, two, three um, but I have the like you, like you said I, I do have the passion I do have the belief and um, and, and um, willing to take it wherever it needs to go to, to change lives Well I don't think you can have a path in American soccer because there's no next year the entire landscape looks different and the leagues change and the you know I, I think I think we're all kind of along for the ride until we get things sorted out completely in the United States because it's a mess. And I think, I think having that passion though, and having the mission, uh, Nick and I've talked about this a lot on, on recent podcasts, but letting the community dictate where you go, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a Sunday league team or if you're a NISA team or whatever you want to be, the amount you can influence mental health in your community is that's that's the result right the the game on the field is is just the platform it's not necessarily you know it's not what's that those aren't the wins and losses that you're going to count um so i i think it's i think it's really cool what do you as your group of 20 players or whatever and i know you're you're fairly young as a club what kind of do you guys sit and have chats is there a mental health partner um what do you do within your small group to address mental health? Yeah, I, I think uh, the biggest thing we have is that we have our group chat, um, and which, which is great because it's, it's the guys have all bought into the, to the culture that we, you know, we, we're inclusive um, and, you know, we, everyone's, all the players are on board with the mission, put it that way. I, I didn't go out and get any of these guys. Um, um, apart from the, the small two or three who I, I really used as an echo chamber, my closest friends were used as an echo chamber before. I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Uh, and they were on board and, um, but, but, and, and they said they wanted to play. Um, other than that, we kind of went with maybe four or five that were like, this is a great idea. We really want to try this. Uh, and then I, I took it and ran. And within a couple of weeks, I had a logo. I had social media set up. Uh, I had an idea of where we were going to go with, um, friendly games and uniforms uh, kind of just took it and ran and, and, and along the way um, I managed to pick up you know through Instagram 
messages and Twitter messages. This is a great idea. I really like what you're doing. If you, if you want me to play, I'm, I'm all in. Oh, you know, this is a great cause. Um, you know, is, is there any way I could get on the team and so on and so forth and picked up these guys along the way um, uh, who said, I really want to help this cause. Uh, and it was, you know, there, there was no promise of we're going to be in this league. There was no promise of we're going to be, you know, um, we're going to be on TV. We're going to have this. We're going to have that, whatever. Whatever it might be that would be an incentive for, for, for players, uh, for good players. It was a case of this is, a, this is our mission. This is our this is what we're standing for. This is what we're, this is what we're aiming to, to do to help. Um, and, you know, our, our, our messages are open. Uh, and the amount of people that just said, that, that flooded in and said, listen, you know, I'm all in, you know, you know I know you through so-and-so and so-and-so and, so and I, I want to play or I want to help or I want to do this um, was massive. It was, it was huge. Um, and so we have the group chat and, and, you know, we shared, you know, some good times and some laughs, some information and stuff like that. Um, but I, I said to the team on Sunday that, you know, things are coming thick and fast. I think we're going to be doing um, a bi-weekly, um, um, a fortnightly Zoom call, um, which will be kind of an open um, uh, forum. And we'll be promoting that through social media. That'll be run by myself, um, where people can call in and just, you know, we can chat. That, 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 that's really what it will be about. It, it, it's not going to be recorded. You don't have to turn your camera on. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to put your name on there if you don't want to, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, and it can just be a chat. You know, how are you feeling? Are you struggling with anything? Let, let's just talk. It's hard. It could be half an hour. It could be 45 minutes. It can be an hour. And, and um, me and a, a couple of the guys on the team are already talking about doing something like that where it's, um, there's a therapy aspect to it. Um, so we spoke about that on Sunday. And, and then I, like I said, I think the important thing was after the game, I plonked a crate of beer in the middle of the locker room after the game and just said, guys, you've got an hour. Let's just stick around and let's share a beer and let's chat. And it was great to just sit there and as guys were, were getting dressed and, and taking off their, their boots and stuff, there was beers cracking open and, and the chat was flowing. You know, everyone was talking, catching up, you know, getting to know each other and, and um, I think like, like, like we spoke about at the beginning in the current times, just being able to do that was was huge. It was it was massive. Uh, you could see the smiles on all the guys' faces that this is exactly what they've needed for for months now. Um, so that that's a direct effect uh, to to the boys, but uh, that are on the team. But um, we're certainly looking to expand that and have, uh, like I said, Zoom call, open Zoom calls, and and uh, we're working with some 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 organisations who are better suited to their psychiatrists and then. Uh, and therapy aspects um, to, to really aid us on, on what to do next. I think it's a conversation that John and, I, John and I have had in the past and is becoming more and more highlighted is sort of what's more important, the on-field product um, or the off-field product in terms of do you want the best possible players who may or may not buy into your culture and your ethos or do you want the players that are going to represent your club in the best possible light outside of that 90 minutes? Right, it's like wherever you wherever you come from, it's easier for a crowd to get behind a local player than it is for someone who's driven two hours to get there. And that's no disrespect to anyone who drives there two hours, but we all like a local player, whether it's from our hometown team. So the extension of that, I think, is clearly that you know you want people that are buying into what your club is about. In this case, the mental health aspect, rather than just people who want to come for a kick about and show off how good they are and see it as a pathway to something bigger. It'd be great if your club becomes a pathway to something bigger, but that's not what you are. That's not the players that you're trying to attract. Would that be fair? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, Sunday. Uh, you know, I, I think our average age 
would be high. I, I mean, it's not over 30, but it's getting there. Um, kids. So we're certainly not an, an aspiring group of, of young young kids who are who are trying to trying to climb the ladder. Uh, most of us have done that in our early 20s and um, for one reason or another have had to step out of the game at that serious level uh, and focus on careers and families and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so, so this is something for us to jump into and stand for. Um, and like I said, myself earlier, I played for Chattanooga for, for five seasons and the sense of community, and I'm sure you guys are, are trying to build that up there as well. Sense of community in that group uh, I think you mentioned earlier that, that it doesn't have to be the on-field product doesn't have to be sensational to, uh, to really build that sense of community. And I would say that a good portion of the people that, that built that chat, a hooligan supporters group and the supporters uh, foundation there, um, none of them were really massively interested in soccer. They weren't huge soccer fans uh, when that team rolled around, um, but it was a sense of there was inclusion uh, there was openness to community uh, and it built from there. And that, I think, really just drove home to me how if you want to build something, uh, being exclusive is not the way to go. Um, and so we'll, we'll you know, we're not going to I'm not going to turn a player down because uh, because they're not um, they're not willing to to win at all costs, um, you know, I want to perform well on the pitch because that's what we stand for. And, that, and there's, there's a, my name associated to it, but um, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to hold someone to a standard of, you know, you've got to be, we've got to have training. You've got to be at training. You've got to, you've got to be, uh, you've got to be get, keeping yourself fit, you know, make sure, make sure you put your body on the line and, and all that kind of stuff, because um, that, that's certainly one aspect of it. And if they want to be that bought in, then, then good. I, I would really love that. But if they can't, then, that's okay. You're still part of the organisation, and we're not going to turn our backs on you for sure. Totally. I love I love the enthusiasm that's coming from you. I love the passion that's coming from it, and it's it to me as an, an outsider of the pair of you. It just there's so many echoes between you and what John's trying to create in DeKalb. It's just yeah, it's heartwarming to see that these people are out there. And realistically, like if if soccer already existed as the huge behemoth that is back home, right? Um, we wouldn't have to be selling the soccer club right people would come mm -hmm. because it is soccer so in the american market we have to try something different we have to be something different being a soccer club isn't enough to get either the players uh, or more importantly the fans I, I i couldn't agree more couldn't agree more i have this conversation with my dad um more than i can more than i can remember you know since i moved over here it just the, the differences in culture and um oh. there is a love for the so there is a love for the game over here um but there isn't the love for the game where like my dad would look up and go, you know, who am I going to go watch this week? I can go and watch, you know, the local Bostick League team, the Southern <laughs> Conference, team, you know, whoever. I can go, yeah. go and watch some games this, this week. No one's doing that over no. here, unfortunately. No, no one's going, let me go see if I can go catch a, uh, I don't know, uh, a, a team to pick from around here. It would be Georgia Revolution now in NPSL. Right, let me go catch a Georgia Revolution game this weekend. No one's really doing that. Um, so, yeah, you have to entice them. Uh, out of their houses and, and, and yeah. get them to, I think like you, the, the, the comments you guys have, have said earlier, get, get those butts in seats and, and give them a good time. Yeah, it's not about the 90 minutes, it's about the hour and a bit that they're actually involved. Yeah, mm, totally. Um, yeah, I just to geek out on a British perspective for one second, what you're talking about, about no one thinking, where can I go this week, right? I was amazed when I came over here that given the ubiquitousness of baseball and high school sports and all that stuff that means nothing to you and I, right? 
Um, there isn't a blog culture, you know, like the ground hoppers we have back home. Mm. I just, uh, to me, it's ripe that someone should be out there saying, this week I went to this high school in Kansas, next week I went to this high school in Arkansas, right? And just, just, it's crazy to me that doesn't exist. But, you know, hey-ho, maybe it does and I just haven't found it. But that's kind of indicative <laughs> of the, di the different mentalities of American sports watchers, I think. Um, John, do you have any questions at this moment? I, I, I wanted to just, just touch on funding a little bit. Um, and I was going to throw a plug out. You, you've still got your GoFundMe going right now, Adam, correct? That's that's correct. You can find it on all of our social media channels. So we'll we'll make sure we uh, try to share that a little bit. But aside from that, I'm always fascinated by the the business side of lower league soccer, as I try to figure it out myself. So where are you uh, where are you coming up with funding for what you're doing and what you plan to do? Yeah. Wow. I was wondering when we're going to cross this bridge. That's uh been a big worry of mine, I think, certainly over the last couple of days since we, since we kicked the ball. Um, so right now we've had some very generous people who have said they love what we're doing and have been able to put their, their hands in their pockets and, and, and gift us generously for our GoFundMe, which um, by working out the costs of um, what we are putting on the field, which was some uniforms and, and some additional pieces to go with it, um, some field rental uh, costs and some referee costs. Um, we've we've almost reached that goal, um, which would be able to hopefully keep us going until February, March, even April time if we were to do two or three friendlies a, uh, a month. Um, at that point, I'm hoping um, to have an agreement with a with a with the league, and uh, and we will have an idea of where we're going to be playing some competitive soccer in the spring. Um, at that point, <laughs> where the costs come for that, uh, that's where we need to revisit where, what we're going to be doing and, and really dive into some sponsorship deals and, and start um, putting, the, uh, putting the feet on the street, as it were, and, and, and finding some, some, some companies that want to put some sponsorship on our jerseys and uh, on our social media, et cetera, to, to cover those costs. Um, I did have a meeting with some very trusted uh, colleagues of mine, I will say, um, who are in the, uh, the the bigger corporate business world, um, about the foundation aspect, um, about becoming a Speak Up FC foundation and becoming a uh, a five hundred one three C nonprofit, which um, I think you guys have touched on a recent podcast. I must have listened to. I I, I recently listened to, uh, and just the benefits of that for the corporations, where they obviously become as tax deductible uh, when they when they donate to your cause. Um, and obviously not all of that is going to go towards the soccer. Some of that is going to go towards the foundation's efforts uh, and the community um, efforts to, to do events and, and fundraise and, and, and make a difference in, in some people's lives. Um, but some of it can go towards our, our soccer uh, club, as it were, our soccer teams and their endeavours. Um, that's the plan, whether we get to that point and it, it, it really... Um, it really clicks, uh, is yet to be seen. Um, but that, that's where we're at for, for the funding. We, we've got enough to keep us going and ticking over until, until about March or April for, for a couple of games and to keep the social media going and, and with content and uh, so on and so forth. But um, if, we're to, if we're to get competitive in the spring, um, sponsorships are going to become a big part of what we're doing. Um, and, and from there on, the foundation needs to be, needs to be funded as well. Are you in Atlanta proper? Are you around the circle? We are in Inman Park, which is uh, 
I mean, it's about as almost as central of Atlanta as you can possibly get. Okay. No, I was trying to figure out. I'm just. Uh, I'm always thinking about. Um, you know, obviously, sponsors are, are a big part of. I think any club at this level, but it gets very difficult um, to secure sponsorships, especially. I think in 21 is going to be. Um, it's going to be a challenge, and from our uh, unofficial research, the reason clubs fail in many cases is just the finances. It's not that you don't have the passion anymore. You don't have the the desire or the skill set or whatever. It's just, you can't afford to pay for it. And yeah. So um, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you've got some to get started right now where you're at. And I, and I, it sounds like you got a good plan moving forward. And I I don't, I don't strike from our uh, half hour conversation. You're the type that's going to go too far out on a limb uh, and get too uncomfortable doing something that could, jeopardize the whole thing so uh it sounds like you're in a good spot definitely uh, I, would, I hope so <laughs> I, before we spoke adam i was speaking to john and he said that he'd learned more um running a soccer club about pretty much every aspect of professional life than he ever did in his day job which is no offense to his employers but right i think that the more the more you try and do this on your own or try and do it with, t- with a team behind you whatever that looks like um you know, you're going to learn so much that you didn't, you're not going to learn as a coach, right? The, in terms of the sponsorship and the, the marketing and all, John could bore you for hours of the stuff that he knows now that he didn't know three years ago. So um, good luck to you, my friend, is basically what I can say. I think we are all, certainly on this call, I've been super impressed by what you had to say and the way that you've said it. Um, and I look forward to knowing a lot, hearing a lot more about Speak Up for sure. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... It's a vital cause. Um, and, you know, if we make if we make a dent in just a couple of people's lives, um, then then it's all been worth it. Um, is anyone so, else do, um, that you know of? Is anyone else doing this sort of thing in America right now? So that was the that was a, a little part of my 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 startup research before I kicked on with the project. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't diving into someone else's territory. Uh, there are plenty of. Um, organizations out there in November who are actually a supporter of we, we, we printed them there on the back of our jersey we, we wanted to we wanted to align ourselves with an organization and say that and give someone a a push and a plug by 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 us being there so that they, they work with us a little bit um, um there are like organizations like that um but there isn't something as specific as um soccer uh and men's mental health um and there certainly isn't I don't think anything as specific as sports aiding men's mental health mm-hmm. um, um there is a plenty of um sunday league teams and 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 sort of um man versus fat which is kind of on the same lines uh verse uh, back in the uk i think there's organizations that kind of uh toe the similar line but nothing that's nothing that's uh, i think unique to what we're doing no I've, I certainly haven't seen anything. I was doing a very quick Google earlier, and like, there's an awful lot of stuff coming out of the UK, which you know I'm super proud mm. of, but surprisingly, very little coming out of the US. And maybe that's a soccer as much as anything else thing, right? Maybe if I'd done a search for mental health and basketball, we'd have found something else. But who knows? Mm. All right, Adam, the floor is yours. You said you want to ask John some questions. I'll just go on mute, and someone wake me up when you're done. Yeah, John, I, uh, like, like I said, from the uh, from the standpoint of a, of a, of a a leader and a, a club leader, um, someone who's kind of making some difficult decisions for the club. Um, number one, I wanted to ask specifically uh, in regards to field space and, and, and renting a field, what, what were the things you looked for? Um, 
I'm in the process of trying to find us somewhere to, to call home. Um, we were very fortunate on Sunday to be able to use my um, uh, youth soccer field turf facility, um, which is a great facility. It's really nice. Um, I don't think it's what we want going forward in terms of the, you know, it's, it's a bit open. We'd probably have to play whilst kids were playing or whilst teenagers were playing uh, on other fields next where it's, you know, it's a lovely facility for, for youth soccer, put it that way, but, but maybe not for a team you're trying to, to build a culture around and the community around. Um, certainly, certainly not spectator friendly. Uh, and then the second piece of that is what's probably been, and I'm sure I know the answer will probably be finances, but um, if you can go into any more details, what's been probably your biggest challenge over the last sort of three and a half years of DKCU and what, what have I got to look forward to, basically? Well, yeah, so the fields, um, the fields thing sort of, um, our community is, um, DeKalb County is, is a f fairly rural community, um, except for there's, there's the city of DeKalb, which has Northern Illinois University, and then the city of Sycamore, and those two are very close together geographically. They, they kind of just merge together. And so our options uh, were fairly slim. We had, you know, we could look at the high schools. There was two high schools. There's a community college, uh, Kishwaukee, that's just outside of DeKalb. Um, they have one field for their men's and women's program. And then we have NIU, and NIU has a beautiful soccer and track complex, uh, press box that they actually just redid this, you know, in the last six months, I think they put a new press box in, seating for 1800, because it's at the college campus, they, uh, concessions actually offers alcohol sales. So mm -hmm. um, fortunately, one of our board members, um, Brian Van Buren, our treasurer, is actually played soccer at NIU. And he was at an alumni event uh, a few, three or four years ago and started kind of chatting with the AD and the, and like, yeah, we don't really know where we're going to play. And, and they said, well, why don't you come over and look at playing at our place, which truthfully we had zero connections in to make that phone call in a, in a state college and university is pretty large uh, administration. So we kind of lucked into it uh, in a lot of ways, but it really, it was the best and only option in our community. Um, it does cost a fair amount of money. The home that's, we play there for home matches. And then um, for the most part, we train NIU, a different department of NIU has some uh, recreational fields that are beautiful turf lit fields. So we can train late at night if we need to. Um, so it's all kind of right. You know, it's, a, it's across a parking lot to our rec fields where we train and then our, our home stadium there. Um, you brought up some good points. Scheduling is a big thing. And, and NIU, obviously, they take their own programs take precedent. So we end up finding they're very great to work with. Um, once we get our calendars together, we can always find times to have our schedule. We play April, essentially April through July. So half of the season that we're playing, they're actually on summer break anyway. So right. uh, we make that work. Um, but we, we train on turf field. right now. I don't know if we'll continue to do this. We train on turf fields. We play on a turf stadium field. Um, you know, w grass is lovely when it's well-maintained, but most of the grass I've played on in my life has been shit. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm always excited, even at my age, to, to be able to go kick a ball around on turf. Um, and it's expensive. What we've done has been expensive, but I think it 
um, it adds to that level for us of, of this is a step up. This isn't, we're not going to go play at the same park that you grew up playing at. This is something you, if you grew up here, you haven't got to play here very often. Maybe a tryout here and there, but this isn't normal for you. This is special and we want people to feel special and sometimes special costs money. So that's, that's a decision we made, you know, that we got through two full seasons and then would have done it this year. Um, I don't know if the finances will be there to, to continue on doing that. We might have to make some concessions in regards to fields. Um, I've talked about it on the podcast and publicly many times. The fields are a substantial portion of our budget, of our expenses. Right. So um, I, think, I think you can be methodical about it. Um, I, th there's no perfect ideal situation for any club in really anywhere. You know, yeah. a handful of clubs have a facility that they can use at their discretion and they can make their own schedule and all those kinds of things. But for the vast majority of us, we're tenants renting somebody's space. And as much as we want that to be home, uh, it's still not home. And I don't, you know, that's something we haven't gotten over in three years, but we're happy to be there. And we've got a good partnership. So um, I also, I don't know if you know this about soccer people, we just can talk, right? We just yeah. all talk. Um, biggest challenges I think that we've had, um, I, I think a lot of it has been about the finances for sure. More, more just um, internal stress about it. Mm -hmm. I think, I think one thing that we've talked about also is we made the decision we were never going to spend more than we had. So in reality, I don't know why I get stressed about it because if we don't have it, we don't spend it. We just, we don't do it. If we got to, if we have to trim and train once a week instead of twice a week, cause that's all we can afford. Then that's what we do. I'm never going to get myself and my family in a position where we're, we've outlaid a bunch of cash for this. Cause then it's not the community club anymore. Right. And, and, and so we always say the, the community will tell us the community will tell us. And I tell people every time I talk with them that, Hey, if you, if you want to buy a membership, that'd be great. And if you don't, that's fine. And if you, if the community doesn't want to be here, then we won't be here. Um, so the finances is a big challenge that we've had. Um, and Nick mentioned it earlier. I've learned a lot. I didn't know what I didn't know three years ago. You know, I started out, um, our, our whole first leadership team kind of had like, Hey, this is just going to be great. Well, there's a long way from, you know, where we are or where we were starting to, this is going to be great. And we're somewhere on the path. It still can be great, but there's so much room for potential or room for improvement and, and growth potential within our club already. And so I think for me, the, the challenges have been, um, learning all these new skills, learning how to go sit down with a business owner and ask them for money for your passion project. You're doing it right now. It's if you haven't done it before, it's sort of stressful, right? Um, because you feel you got your heart and soul into this. And if somebody rejects you, you take it personally. This is where I could go into a mental health conversation because this is how I feel. <laughs> and so but I think that like learning that, learning that and learning to be confident in it and then um, learning the marketing stuff a little bit. You know, I don't do the marketing, but I'm involved with most of it. 
a little, you know, there's always involvement. Um, I was talking this morning with Morgan who does some of the merchandise and we're talking about, well, let's put this little package together for the holidays. Let's do that. So all these little things you think like, well, okay, now I'm, now I'm in, I'm trying to think like a consumer, right? How, what is somebody going to buy off of our store? Um, And then, and then one of the, maybe one of the biggest challenges that uh, many people would tell me to quit whining is we have so many good people that want to help, but I have to organize the group. Right. And, and it's all volunteers and I have to learn how to delegate. I have to learn how to clearly explain if I have a project for somebody, I have to clearly explain it to them in a way that they can understand and run with it and maybe even build on it. And all those things just take time and it's a skill set that um, I'm still working on. So there's just a lot to it. You know, again, I'm not complaining that I have a lot of volunteers. It's I, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing any of this without them. Nick's one of them. And um, we're just, there's just a lot, you know, yeah. it, for me, this club has evolved. This is, this is a, a full on business and it's mission driven. It's community focused and we're not, nobody's trying to get rich, but you have to run it like a business too. And businesses are hurting. And when, when your business relies on other businesses, we have to pivot. We have to try new things. Yeah. So um, there, there's a lot of things that'll come across. You may, you never know. You, you, you I would say, I mean, just from a piece of advice, always prepare for the worst and and be conservative with your financials. And, uh, you know, if that big sponsor comes good, you can always add what you, you know, always add to your expenses, but it's yeah. hard to take them back once you've spent it. So um, that that's kind of our approach. And I, I think, um, I think you'll learn like I said, I learned, I learned a lot about what I didn't know. I didn't know. And I'm still learning. I mean, Nick and I were talking an hour and a half ago and there's things we think about and learn every, I mean, almost every time we talk, something else comes up. So it's quite a, uh, it's quite a journey that you're on. <laughs> certainly. Yeah. Can I just jump yeah. in there one second, just to reiterate what I said way back when I think, especially your background and um, your contacts within soccer right you will always have players always mm. have players whether you're a rec league whether you're trying to get to nisa and all points in between that what you need what it sounds to me like you need is people to stand alongside you and do the bulk of the work the unglamorous the non-sexy spreadsheets and designs and all that and sponsors and all that mundane stuff i honestly think like you've, you've had the rush of setting up the club and having your first game and doing all that and that's great and you know you can do it if you want to be around for a long time you always need to forget about that. And that's the last thing that you do. You need to create the club. You need to have your colleagues in arms that are sitting in the virtual boardroom and doing all the things that John alluded to. One of the reasons that DeKalb has outlasted some of the clubs around us is because we were very lucky to have volunteers doing things over and above. We've spoken to people that have failed on their very mission because they were one or two man bands. And it's just not practical. You're very lucky. Oh yeah, I'm going to say it. you're very lucky in as much as you're married without kids, right? John and I have right. between us five kids. <laughs> there is no way, no way on God's earth we could do what we do alone, both in terms of a family and in terms of running a club. You just couldn't. Right. 
Um, you've got the free time now. You won't, God willing, you won't always have that free time. It's better to get the people with you now so that you can give them jobs and they can run with stuff so that when you lose that free time because you're fortunate to have kids, you're not worried about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can certainly understand that. And don't don't think like we we certainly don't try to get people on here so we can tell you how to do it at all. No, but no, no. <laughs> you, we, I do. Because, I totally do. <laughs> oh, well, okay, Nick does. So, but we we want people to succeed, and I think some of that's one of the things that um, I think might have been the first uh, the first podcast we did. I was telling about uh, one of our founders, Steve, who told me you're going to get rejected 19 times out of 20. Yep. On, on sponsorship visits and that I needed to hear that because it motivated like sometimes you need to hear certain things from people to just get outside your comfort zone because I never considered like there's no way I'm gonna fail 19 out of 20 dude and he said it and then I was like well now there's really no way I'm gonna fail because right. it's a challenge so so we're by no means experts and I, I'm very comfortable where we are but there's a lot of people, and I, I hope you're talking to a lot. Talk to every club you can talk to. That's part of this whole podcast is to share information um, and create the dialogue so that clubs can build their club. You know, people can build their clubs and um, and be around for the long term because nothing is going to happen good in American soccer until clubs can be around for the long term, and they have to find a way to do that. So we're trying to provide yeah. the platform. For those conversations i agree that's uh i i appreciate all of that info that's i mean i, I that's probably something i needed to hear is is um uh and, and that, that's kudos to both of you being for that being that wise and, and obviously you've been there and done it so um that's probably something i needed to hear is that i need to uh expand my workforce my volunteer workforce a little bit and and um and and set a little bit more goals for the establishment of the club um but uh but um on another note i just wanted to say um how much i appreciate what you guys are doing up there in, in DeKalb county and and, uh, and dkcu so um um so kudos to you guys uh, um for, for for building that and um and also for keeping it going through the the unchallenging times we've had over the last couple of months and and this year so um again kudos to you guys it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to watch from afar Thank you. It's mainly oh, John. You. I'm not taking any of this. <laughs> well, you're an English. You're an Englishman, Nick. We like to take credit for things we haven't done. Yeah, this this is true. It, yeah, I don't like don't like bigging myself up. But um, I've got one question and one question only, and then John can John can jump in. It's got nothing to do with speak up. Well, no, it has actually. I suppose. What's the, well, talk to me about the foundation because we've focused on the soccer club and you've alluded to the oh. foundation. But what is it? What's going on? So we, we, uh, the foundation is going to spawn from the club. It's uh, again after some conversations with some people. This is the I think this is the best. This foundation will be the best way to affect people. Um, the, so uh, when I had the idea, I just wanted it to be a soccer team that was based around building mental health. And and I soon realised uh, in talking with some some advisors and people who are who know a lot more like yourselves, you know a lot more than I do. Um, I soon realised that. Ultimately, the team is going to be, have to be a, a, a branch of, uh, and, and you know, maybe the biggest branch of, a bigger foundation. And that's where uh, Speak Up FC Foundation, or the idea of Speak Up FC Foundation came from. 
Um, and the Speak of FC Foundation hopefully will be the um, uh, when we get all the paperwork and we really kick it on with the website and all those kinds of things that are in the works right now um, will hopefully be um, unique, one of its kind, and will be the the starting point for all of our fundraising events. Um, you know, um, uh, will be the the place where our um, our funding comes from because we'll be able to we'll be a 5013C foundation, so non-profit foundation, so we'll be able to we'll be able to work with uh, donors and 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 um, and big businesses on that kind of thing. Um, so you know the the team will be able to reap uh, rewards from that and and be able to gain from that hopefully. Um, and like I said earlier, only some of the money that we make from the foundation will go towards the team, uh, only a small portion of it. The rest is going to be used for doing things in the community. Um, so things like, you know, just to put some ideas in your head, you know, around here, obviously, in Georgia with the Masters that just happened, golf is a huge thing in Georgia. I play it. A lot of the guys that play soccer around here play it. It's a big golf community as well. Um, you know, you could do golf. We, we're looking at golf day uh, fundraisers, big golf day fundraisers. We're looking at 5Ks, which I think I know that you guys have done up there. Uh, fundraisers and again this isn't fundraisers to put money in the pockets of the club uh, per se this is fundraise this is events uh, to put uh, money into the into the pockets of people who need it and into the the, the, the organizations that, that do such good work with 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 mental health um, um, yeah 5ks golf days um, uh, we were looking at doing like exhibition games that will uh, that will will play, and then when we take tickets in, you know, if we sell tickets and stuff like that, or we sell merchandise on on, on uh, exhibition days, um, that goes to support towards the foundation as well. Um, so it's a loose idea for right now. Um, it's only it's only maybe three weeks old, four weeks old. Um, so it's a loose idea for now, but that's ultimately the. They're going to be the big umbrella of which the the soccer team and the soccer club sits underneath. Um, so, um, no, no, it's, yeah, it's a it's a, a a larger project than just a soccer club, and that's again laudable and admirable. And you know, we should we, we need more of you your mentality right now in this world. I think. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> John, do you have any questions, or Adam, do you have any questions for John? Either way, I don't. I uh, have anything. I think John's been more than helpful to me with, with, with answering my questions so far. He does uh, that. All right, sweet. Um, where can people get hold of you, Adam? Are there, you know, if they've something, uh, where can they get hold of you? How do they get hold of you? Um, you can find us on uh, Speak Up FC on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We also have an email address, speakupfootballclub at gmail.com. Um, so you can find us all on there. They're all being ran by myself, as I've already alluded to. Um, so that's how you can di you can kind of directly get in contact with me. And um, you can find any of our game announcements. You can find our GoFundMe on there. Um, you can see some player profiles on there to see what kind of team we have, and and they all have a little paragraph and statement about um, what Speak Up means to them and and what 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 the mission means to them as well. So you can kind of get a get a knowledge of how passionate some of the guys who are involved in this project are. Um, so yeah, we're, we're on all the all the social medias, and um, hopefully this week we'll have some highlights from our first ever game as well, which is crazy, <laughs> crazy to even have to say. I, I can't believe that even happened, but yeah, but yeah, that that'll be out of this week too. Yeah, mate, you... what, Adam, was it was it a little emotional last Sunday night? Thank for you, you for thank you thank you for bringing it up because I wouldn't have brought it up, but um, but yeah, I, speak really, up. Really speak did, you, did you do a yeah, cry, exactly. Adam? Uh, I did a man cry. I did a man cry where, you know, I was like, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, 
it, it was, it was, it was I, I said to my, I said to uh, my wife the other night, it was three moments. It was the moment we walked out of the locker room and we all looked uniform and, and the balls got out and everyone was ready to go. And I was like, this is actually happening. And we looked great in, in our, you know, all, all kitted out um, in our kindly donated um, stuff uh, from Joma. Um, when the first whistle went and, uh, and of course, like every egotistical player, I made myself captain as well. Um, so, you know, just you know, putting the armband on and, 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 and kind of feeling it into a, shameless. like, this is something I've done. <laughs> yeah, shameless is right. Um, and I think that the last emotional moment where it really made me choke up was, was sat in the locker room afterwards and, and everyone was, was laughing and, and jeering and, uh, and enjoying a beer together. And, um, and that was where I sat back and, and just took a moment to take it all in and just was like, this is what it's about. Um, because this is where we're, you know, on the field, we're not, we're, I think everyone's enjoying and, and sharing the ball around and having a good time and, and getting involved. But this is where the, some of the memories are made and where from my playing experience in both in non-league back home, non-league over here or semi-pro over here and, and college and all that kind of stuff, um, that's where all the, some of the best memories that come from is, is post-game, pre-game, travel, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's where all the friendships are made. And, and that's what ultimately uh, helps benefit men's mental health is those friendships and connections. So, and I think that was where the bit where... Uh, when my man cry came out, it was just at the end there. I was, you know, trying to hold it in in front of a in a room of men who were shirtless, and now I'm starting to cry. I started to started to, to to get a little bit uncomfortable and shift 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 so in my chair. So. <laughs> no, it's I think it's a, it's, fan, it's fantastic what you've achieved in a relatively short time and the the goals that you're setting yourself. I think you know I'm certainly going to be rooting for you down there, um, in the in the medium to long term. I hope I wish you all the best, um, for Adam. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. John, thank you too. And we will speak to everybody later. Thank you, guys.